nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast that reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 634, and it is your review of Pater Panchali. As we begin our month looking at the films of Satyajit Ray, as always is the nerd you're going to hear the host of the show, Lance, our wonderful co-host Brad Young Yoda. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to a wonderful, wonderful Monday evening. And uh, yeah, and oh, I forgot to change the color. Yeah, oh. man, we were on Patreon. We, yeah, we were we were on we are on uh, mini pod mode, and now we are yeah. on regular main show theme mode. Yep, it's my favorite month of the year, other than of course uh, Kurosawa month in January, where we pick what whatever the one person wants. It's December where we select a filmmaker that we know nothing, little to nothing about. Unless we and, can get Aiden Burns and then it's a Bergman month. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got Bert, Aiden, we were going to do Godard, and I've seen a good amount of Godard. Yeah. But since there's no Aiden, I said, I'm going to push Godard uh, aside. I said, Brad, what if we do Mr. Satyajit Ray? And Brad was like, he goes, I have I no idea know. who that is. So I was like, perfect. Because I've never seen a movie from Satyajit Ray, but I only know about him. And then I read to him that quote that Kurosawa said. He said, if you've never seen a film from Sayaji Ray, you don't know the sun or the moon. It's like not knowing the sun or the moon. I'm like, I was like Those are- he, got, he got a Kurosawa applaud? There, that's, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of something. Also, um, in, uh, you know, these directors I've never known, and I've had a good track record, starting with Edward Yang. Yeah. Then who else do we have? We had that female director that was like Anway. Anway, which was yeah amazing. Yeah, it all it all started with Tarkovsky. Yeah. We all it all started back then when we did Tarkovsky. Well, actually, no, it started with Bergman. It started with Bergman. Yeah. For the first time, first one was Bergman, and then we did Tarkovsky, then we did Kiarostami, and oh, then we is yep, and then we did Yang, and what's it called a uh, Ian didn't join us for Yang. And then we did Way, and then now we're doing uh, Sayaji Ray. Have we seen all Edward Yang's movies? Yes, we have done reviews for every single one of them, um, but some of them are locked on Patreon. Hmm. Uh, that's why I said when the new, the two new ones come out, the two new what's it called restorations come out, we'll do rescreenings for those on the channel. And then we will have a complete filmography review filmography for uh for Edward Yang. Yep, go watch Yee. Yeah, yeah. But most of those we do have. Uh, I believe we have um we have all of them up. But yeah, uh yeah, Brad. Uh, before we get into review, uh, what's up, man? How what you what you do today? Um, I watched this movie. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I also uh, cleaned the house a bit. Um, right before the show, I put a controller together 
Um, so I changed the sticks out. So nice. They're metal now. So both my controllers are now working in working order, and they don't stick to my fingers because they melted somehow. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened with them, but uh, they're fixed now, and I didn't have to buy whole new controllers. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um. So I just I I watched all I did was watch this, uh, and I edited um, some videos today, and I still need to edit one more, uh, but. Yeah, tomorrow I have an episode of a uh, cinema condition to do with uh, Michelle, and then yeah, some fun. Um, but yeah, pretty much just just did um just did this. Uh, we did play yesterday with Luis on the backrooms. Oh yeah, escape the backrooms. So yeah, so escape the backrooms. <laughs> we actually made it past the first. We made it actually a good few levels. Yeah, yeah. We actually kind of we kind of did pretty good on that. I mean, uh, I died in each level, but you know, everybody else made it through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play more, and I and I today I was like, damn, I kind of want to play again, but I was like, fuck it, no, because then I'm gonna just stay up late and never yeah. go to bed, and yeah. No, yeah. I get it. That's yeah. why I kind of got the controller out of the way early, just because last time I stayed after the show and I was working on it for like an hour. Yeah, and luckily I knew how to do it, so it took like maybe twenty five minutes. Yeah, but um, damn, what's it called? That's all I done. Um, I did want to sit down and uh and get through another movie for my reviews on my channel, but um, I think I'd rather uh, rec uh finish uh, finish editing the review for Mean Streets that I need to do, and then get on that because I still need to record my review of the others. Um. But yeah. I oh, and um, I guess we'll be doing uh, reviews of what the, what the hell did I send you on HBO? Oh yeah, uh, True Detective, uh, Night Country. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. month. Yeah. That That's gonna be good. good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I and I and, and it's the director of uh of Tigers Are Not Afraid, Brad. Oh shit! There we go. That's yep. all I need to know. Yep. Same director who did that. Yep. No. There you go. That's that's all you had to tell me. Brad's like, I, you got me now. I'm in. Yep. I mean, I was in before with that trailer, but now I'm really in. All I got. Yeah. Yeah. Just when I thought you, so when you, you had me out, and then you pulled me back in, right? Yep. Yep. So just when I, I thought mean, I was you, out, you, you pulled yeah. me back in. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers are not afraid is is one of my all time favorite movies. It's up yeah. there. Well, Brad, uh, I'm I'm sure that we have a lot to talk about today, so let's go ahead and get this going. Let's start this review of. Mr. Sayaji Ray's uh, Pater Panchali. So, Pater Panchali, uh, which literally translates to Song of the, uh, of the Little Road, is a 1955 Indian-Bengali language drama film written and directed by Sayaji Ray in his directorial debut and produced by the government of West Bengal. It is an adaptation of and I'm really sorry, y'all. I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this of these names. And I'm super sorry. But I'm going to go ahead and listen to this one more time. How to pronounce the original author's name. Bibupshan. 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 Banjobhai. Novel. 
1929 Bengali novel of the same name and marked Ray's directorial debut featuring Subir ba Banerjee, Kanu Banerjee, Karuna Banerjee. I'm pretty sure they're they're probably related, right? Probably. Maybe likely. I don't I don't know. It might be one of those like last names. Famous last very, name. Yeah, they're very prevalent. Yeah. And uh, Uma Uma Dasgupta, Pinaki Singupta, and Chuni uh, Chuni Bala Devi, and being the first film in the Apu trilogy, Pater Panchali depicts the childhood travel. Uh, wow. Uh, childhood travels of the protagonist Apu and his elder sister Dunga, Durga amidst, uh, amidst the harsh village life of their poor family. Production was interrupted because of funding problems and it took nearly three years for the film to be completed. The film was shot mainly on location, uh, had a limited budget, featured mostly amateur actors and was made by an inexperienced crew. The, star, uh, the, the sitar player, uh, Ravi Shankar, composed the film's soundtrack and score using classical Indian uh, ragas. Uh, Subrata Mitra was in charge of the cinematography while editing was handled by Dalal Dutta. Following its premiere on May 3rd, 1955, during an exhibition at New York's Museum of, of, of Modern Art, Patar Panchali was released in Calcutta later the same year to an enthusiastic reception. It was a hit at the box office, yet up until early 1980 had earned a profit of only 24 uh, lakhi. A special screening was attended by the Chief Minister of West Bengal and the Prime Minister of India. Critics have praised its realism, humanity, and soul-stirring qualities, while others have called its slow pace a drawback, and some have condemned it for romanticizing poverty. I'm going to roll my eyes at that. Scholars have commented on the film's lyrical quality and realism influenced by Italian neorealism, its portrayal of the poverty of the poverty and small delights of daily life, and the use of what the director of what the author Darius Cooper has termed the epiphany of wonder, among other themes. The tale of Apu's life is continued in two subsequent installments of Ray's trilogy, Aparjitu, The Unvanquished in 1956, and Apur Sansar. Uh, the World of Apu in 1959. Patar Panchali is described as a turning point in Indian cinema as it was among the films one uh, among the films that pioneered the parallel cinema movement, which exposed authenticity and social realism. The first film from independent India to attract major international critical attention. It won India's National Film Award for Best Feature Film in 1955, the Best Human Document Award at the 1956 Cannes Film Festival, and several other awards establishing Ray as one of the country's most distinguished filmmakers is often featured in lists of the greatest films ever made. All of those achievements on the guy's first movie he ever made. That is crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a debut right there. Um, and it's even more interesting if you uh, read some of these uh, trivia later yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll let you read some of the trivia here, but. Uh, uh, the running time is from 112 to 126 minutes. The version that we watched was two hours and five minutes, so it's the 125 minutes. The budget was around 70,000 to 150,000 uh, kahil, which is 
roughly $14,700 to $31,500. And they made $100 million Cahill, which is $21 million in the U.S. I'd say um, that was a fucking success. Pretty good. Pretty good yeah. right there. Pretty I, good. I, I'd, I'd make a... I'd give him 17000 if he promised me twenty one million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um I like it. Of course, um, I had heard a lot of time. I've heard a, ton, a lot about Sayo G Ray. I brought him up to uh, our friend Timber, and Timber even said, like, oh, he's such a famous director, but he's also really famous for his writing here in India. And um hmm. I brought this up to Brad and I told Brad, like, he's an Indian director. And he was like, are we going to do Bollywood? And I'm like, no, 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 this ain't Bollywood. Like, this okay. is a whole ass, like, different sector of Indian films. I did kind of say that jokingly. Yeah. I didn't figure it was Bollywood, but, you know. No. I can never yeah. tell. Raul's not really the, the singing, dancing kind, generally. Yeah. Except for RR. Yeah. Because I fucking love RR. Um, but... Um, I, I went ahead and I wanted to pick this this trilogy because I've heard about this trilogy forever, and I have to say, I'm just I'm amazed by this work from Sayaji Ray. I mean, this is a uh, this is great. I, I I laugh at the idea of people who say that this romanticizes poverty. I think that did they did they watch the same film. I think the, that the wife, people... the wife crying that her husband had been away for five months. Yeah. Like I feel like there's this there's this always this sudden need to say that a film romanticizes something just for showing how it is. Like I'm sorry, like poverty poverty sucks, man. Yeah. Poverty fucking sucks. But people who are people who are poor don't don't have to be like super what's it called a uh, miserable all the time in these films. Like yeah. like sometimes like what and when it shows with the mom, she has to put on a brave face because she's there for her children, and she has to do what she has to do for her children, and you know, and some of those and those kids growing up, they don't know that they're especially Apu. Apu doesn't understand the the brevity of his situation. No, like he's gonna be this kid who like life. he lives life, and he's it's that whole idea of the epiphany of wonder. Well, that's, it's that's like his, what the way he's living is just normalcy to him. Normal. It's normal to him. He's not going to know until he's older. And it's like, oh shit. Like, we were poor. We didn't yeah. have anything. And, um, but I thought it was a fantastic film. Brad, what are your, what are your initial thoughts on this, uh, on, uh, Pater Panchali? Um, well, I wanted to get into some of this trivia because I okay. thought it was, um, that was real, at least two of them. Actually, three of them. Um, so come from ID, IMDb, halfway through filming, Ray ran out of funds. The government of West Bengal loaned him the rest, allowing him to complete the film. This loan is listed in public records at the time as Roads Improvement, a nod to the film's <laughs> translated title. The song that's, of, what, yeah. that's one way to get around that. Uh, yep. <laughs> the original negative for the film was burned in a fire in 1993. Amazingly, the damaged film was restored as the negative was rehydrated, repaired, and scanned in 4K resolution. Thank you, Criterion. And then uh, I'll just leave it off with this last one. Legend has it that on the first day of shooting, Ray had never directed a scene. His cameraman, Mitra, had never photographed one, and none of his child actors had even been screen tested for their roles. Um, actually, there was one more. 
Uh, let me see. It was about the cast. Actually, it was about the script. Uh, looking, 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 looking. Give me a second. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, <coughs> yeah, I um, it's it's, it's crazy. Well, it's like, and I watched that little what's it called a uh, six minute video that they have on the Criterion Channel before I watched this, where it's like a little bit of an interview with Ray, and he was talking about how like, yeah, yeah, like he he he, so he didn't grow up poor. He like grew up to what's it called a father who like really valued education and he made sure that his son that Ray got an education. So then he went to college and um, he didn't like start off wanting to make films. He just started what's it called uh, studying something else. And he said that he, there was an interest about cinema there, but that he first decided to study cinema, like just to watch these films and to study the European films before he what's it called uh, started to make them so he mm -hmm. when he makes this film of course and you can tell like he brings all this knowledge of like italian neorealism to this to, to this film and he's like you know it's kind of the way that tarantino like tarantino didn't go to film school no he just he, he, he just watched a fuck ton of movies yeah he was and you know that. he copied well no, yeah i mean he pulled here and there from different movies he liked the aspects that he liked from and made movies from that, which yeah. honestly is probably what all directors now do. Yeah. Let's let's be real here. Even Nolan, you know, pulls yeah. from here and there that we find seen a before. Yes. Uh the film never had a complete screenplay. The cast took most of their cues from Ray's drawings and notes. <laughs> you know who that reminds me of? Kirstami. Yeah. Kirstami, one car Y. One car Y goes up in there and he's like Oh, I was screwed. Well, I mean, Kurosawa. Kurosawa would literally paint. Yeah. Like each each frame of. Well, yeah, storyboards. Yeah. Yeah, he had storyboards. Yeah, but um, that's that's wild. That's wild. But yeah, uh, Brad, your initial thoughts. Um, so originally watching this, um, at least the first and second act, I find this movie to be like a slice of life movie. Um. It kind of reminds me of One Wonderful Sunday that Kurosawa did. Um, just, just you know, everyday life. And the more I read about this, it kind of explains it. But then in that third act, it gets really dark really fast. It gets, it gets, it gets into some deep, deep waters. Um, yeah. And very intense. Um, and I got to say, for this being a directorial debut and for the the i i guess i don't know if it's a real story is just uh it's it's a you know a rumor that he had no directorial experience and his cinematographer had no um camera experience really in making movies it's it's a masterpiece in in those regards uh the the use of uh light in this is very rem reminiscent of kurosawa um the actors in this you can't really tell are acting which i don't think they are i think some of them are like just that's how they lived and yeah. he's just filming everyday life and putting something behind it like putting a story the behind mom, that. bro the mom it's like yeah. she like the mom is so all of them mostly are inexperienced the only one i think i saw that was experienced was the uh was the was the old lady she was actually like this big theater actress in uh yeah, in, in india 
and she was like a hundred years old too. So that kind of makes so sense. So I'm not even gonna lie. I saw that. I saw that lady, and I was like, "Yeah, this lady's gonna die today. Like yeah. this lady's gonna die in this movie." One hundred. Oh, there was, what was the, there was what another was thing. There was there was a quote like he said like because uh, it took him forever to make it took him like three years to finish this film, and he's like he he um just I I guess he was having so many issues, but he said three things helped to make this film. And one uh, was a poo voice not breaking. Um, <laughs> two was the old lady uh, not dying. And then there was a third one. I forget what the third one was. But yeah. he said that, that he couldn't make the movie of like that. Those three things that happened and they didn't happen. There's so much in this movie that I find in other in other filmmakers. Like, of course, um, it reminds you a lot of like One Wonderful Sunday with a Slice of Life. It also reminds me of Kiarostami's uh, Where's the Friend's House? You know, it's um, like it's just the way like we follow this child. We're not really following the child in here, but it's he's he is a part of this film. He he, he yeah. I mean, you're kind of following the family in here. Yeah. But it but it comes at the end. You realize you kind of were following this child, and he's telling the story of his sister. And basically. then the framing, in a way, also reminds you of that sit down framing style that Ozu employs in his movies. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot good happening in this film. I, I think my only gripe I would say is in the first two acts here and there, it does get a little slow for me, but not bad. I don't, but it's, I don't think it's like a bad type of slow. No. Um, I, I mean, it's a slice of life. It's kind of understood. That's going to happen. I'll say one wonderful Sunday. It happens in that too. It's just, yeah. it's an everyday kind of thing. So you're like, okay, this is because yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm going, is this a story or is this like a documentary? Like, it feels very these, documentarian. These, yeah, because these these kids and these other actors, I don't feel like they're really acting. Yeah, <laughs> but like the standouts, like like the mom is a huge standout to me. Yeah. Um, just that third act, bro. Because like you can tell, like you know, she does it. She she understands that her husband needs to leave to make to, money. To make money. They it don't need to leave her. for no goddamn five months. <laughs> That man was doing other shit that whole time, and you know it. Ain't no yeah. man need to leave five months to make money. But she was, and she was very worried, man. But like that, but there's such a tonal shift in her character once her husband leaves, and she where you just really for, see, you know, what's up? She doesn't get a letter from him for four months, and that's when yeah. she really breaks. Yeah. And it's like you never you like you only see two moments in this film where she breaks. You know, she breaks when what's it called? Uh when she doesn't get the letter in four months. And then of course at the end, when um when her husband gives her a a, a suri for for her daughter who dies. Yeah. And it's just and, like um, well, there was a third break where um her daughter uh had uh might have stolen the necklace. Well, did still we the never necklace. We know we we kind of figured it out because it was hidden up there in a, an old rice bowl. Yeah, and Apu goes and throws that in in the 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 lake, so it doesn't wow, get yeah. found. Yeah, so yeah. that you know his yeah. his sister's memory doesn't have to be tainted with that. Yeah. So um, I just is but you know she she has those breaks, but like even then, like a complete breakdown. I'd say it's just those two, Brad. Where you know she like it shows you that like this family is 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 really struggling, but like none of them are really allowed 
to really show it, show it that they're struggling because like the mom has to do what she needs to do for her children. Her daughter is obviously like she wants more from her life and she wants the things that her her the people are in her village want. Yeah. Her village has. And, and the story you get um is you know it was just bad decisions or situations that happened that caused them to be in that like they used to have the orchard and everything and i guess yeah. the brother-in-law or someone sold that off and then they were without that and left with nothing yeah but like in all and like you know and obviously like it's a really big stress that that what's it called that the cut well i re i read on wikipedia that she's the cousin she's a cousin like an elderly cousin mm -hmm. of the father's side and the, the old lady is stealing food from them. Yeah. But the only reason she really wants her around is because obviously the kids love her. Yeah. But I mean, I, I you know, and I, I think there's also that whole thing. You got to take care of your family, your elderly yeah. in, in that typical system. And even the times where she tells, tells the, the auntie to go fly off. Um, she still allows her to come back. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, and she like she comes back that one time and she's like, uh, she's still trying to leave, but then she's like, kind of like, ah, eh, whatever, just sit down, like get some water and stuff. And yeah, it's like, I guess it was super you know, hot, looks super hot. Yeah, it's just the devotion to the family, and yeah. you can tell like how devoted she was. But you know, this woman, and that's why I think she's like the standout in this film to me. I think that mom, she just like throughout this whole movie, she's the one who's carrying not just this family on her back, but she's carrying this film. Because she's like the one who's like everybody else can showcase their like their thoughts and stuff, but she's the only one who can't. She can't. She can't. No, because if she does, then she looks weak to her neighbors who already yeah. think she's a horrible mother. Because oh yeah. no, her daughter picked up some guava, you yeah. know, some some guava to give to the old lady. <laughs> and then and then even the neighbors start to like ease up on her too. Well, towards right? the end. Towards the end, yeah. Toward, toward towards the end, um. But that's that's after you know the husband had gone for five months. They were, and, yeah. and something tells me I don't know how honest those neighbors were of being like, why didn't you come to us? It's like I know exactly why she didn't come to y'all because you Cause were fucking bitch. Yeah, because you you what's it called you the the like and of course she did steal it and it's a bad thing that she stole. But she comes in and she's like, oh well, how about those twenty eight rupees you never paid me back? It's yeah, like okay, then, bitch. And okay, then required them to give that, and it's just like yeah. That's yeah. why she never came to you in times of need is because you would slap her down, you know, had she done that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it, and it sucks, man. But um, throughout this whole film, you just like, but Apu is such a bright light in this film because, you know, he's, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't understand any of this, but to him, it's just normal life. And you see him like he's so happy about this. And I'm really interested to see how that's going to progress in the um in the trilogy because now they're mo they moved to a to the city and i i, I want to bring up one scene though that i found kind of sure. uh weirdly dark humorous um the the so the scene where the mother snaps at the daughter um basically beats the daughter and kicks her out um the scene right after that where the, where the mother's kind of huddled by the door just thinking of shit um yeah and then Apu's over there just reading his homework. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, that's weirdly funny because that's some shit that I would pull and be like, okay, well, they got in trouble. I'm just going to get over here and just um, mind my own fucking business and do my homework. 
Um, and the funny thing is, though, um, I really found it like when she gets mad at the at the daughter, Apu gets up and he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go act like I need to do some shit." Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, she comes at me. So good, man. I really like this movie. I thought it was well shot. I think it's the music is really good too. Uh, but it's just it feels almost like you said, Brad. It feels almost documentarian. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like acting. At least in the first two, first two scene or first two acts. Um, the third act, yeah, because you have you have a very major death in the film. Yeah, and that kind of spirals the whole family basically to get it out of the out of the town, the city. Yeah. And just how big, like that whole like, oh, you need to stay in your ancestral home, and it's like, well, like, dude, like, we have nothing here, man. Like, I have. Yeah, we're we're stuck. We're, we're stuck, stuck in like. Like the father works and the dude doesn't pay him and like no, it's like we're done. Yep, yep. And it's like oh, your family's been here for three generations. Like cool, man. But like I, I can't make any money here, and out there I'm able to make some money. And you know what's it called? He's like oh, I want to give my son an education and I can't give him one here. Yeah, and then my daughter on top of that has died, and I don't really yeah. want to stay in this house with those memories. I, and also the tree fell in the damn house. Yeah. The house was already broken, and then it just completely done. You and you and I love the way they juxtapose the rain here, Brad. How like with the kids, it's like something that's like really fun, and it's like oh, like we're all getting wet, and then you just yeah. see like the mom really worried. The, in the door, house. and then the because because the husband's gone for five months, and nothing's been fixed on this fucking house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, and the mother's trying to keep the rain and the wind out because she doesn't want her daughter to get more sick, which is what ends up happening and yeah 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 what a what a great movie man i really like this i can't believe this is the first film from somebody but it's just it's so fucking good uh i'm gonna go ahead and give patar panchali a nine out of ten brad i really like this movie i'm gonna go ahead and give it the same score nine out of ten starting off hot here man oh my god i can't wait to see what we got i'm and the thing is guys like i i was ready i wanted i was like fuck it i want to go watch the next one but I like to watch these movies at least the day before or the day of when I watch yeah, it because keep, uh, keep it in your mind. It's fresh in my mind, so I gotta what's it called? Uh, I gotta what's it called? A uh, wait, but I was like, damn, dude, I wanted to start the next one. It's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, I I I some of the cinematography it like looks like a Kurosawa film. Yeah, and for the be this being someone's debut, I don't say that lightly. Yeah. Yeah, really liked it, man. But that concludes our review of... Oh, wait, hold on. Before we finish, I wanted to read AK's review on Letterboxd. I think it was a great review. Uh, our, our good friend. AK. Yeah. He says, uh, for a directorial debut, this movie is phenomenal. It's obvious it is a debut, but it's so incredibly rare to see such uh, ref refinement right off the bat. There are a lot of movies that should be taught to artists, but generally this this one should top the top, should be should be this one should top uh, should be top of the list. The confident hand in which the story in the story and plot is woven from a coming of age epic, I really developed a connection to the sister, and so the tragic end had me fucking sobbing. It wears its European influence on its sleeve, but the language of Southeast Asia Asian life is clear, authentic, and just easy to absorb. It proudly romanticizes the simple beauty of village life, and that's not a bad thing. There is true profoundness in the simple duties we have. It is important to note that Apu's mother and sister are the real main characters of this story, and the mom, being an inexperienced actor, steals the fucking show. 
It at once exalts motherhood and shows the tragedy of what minority women have to deal with. She is in all she is in all an ideal representation of an Asian mother, burdened with the restrictions society places on her to where she has to move, move, move mountains in silence. Apu's mom stands up for herself and she but she knows what needs to be done and she has to carry the weight of not being listened to. I love this movie. And I, I think that sums it up. I think that last paragraph sums it up perfectly perfectly and then um just to let you know roger ebert gave the poo trilogy four stars four wow all like all four films all three films that's what it says a perfect the trilogy score. four films or four stars oh so he, he just he did it as a whole trilogy a whole okay. trilogy yeah wow okay wow that that's that is that is crazy from roger ebert I would have thought he was gonna give this like a taste of cherry, bro. Yeah, like like he pulls the rug Completely out from under yeah. Kiristami, and then it's like, did he watch the same? Yep. That man watched that movie. Yep. <laughs> Has he watched any Kiristami? May just doesn't like Kiristami. I don't know. Yeah. But with that said, that concludes our review of Pater Panchali, and we would like to thank you all so much for joining us. Check out our website, thenerdcore.com. Twitter is at thenerdcore. Underscore Instagram slash Threads is at thenerdcore. Please uh, go check out our Patreon where you can get this episode live and early for patrons at patreon.com slash by pledging to the $1 tier. Also like and subscribe on YouTube. Yes, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you haven't subscribed, click the notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. Leave a like on the, on the video as well so that way we know that you are ready to watch all these reviews of Sega G. Ray. And of course, if you're listening to this on your podcast, on a podcast app, of your choice, please make sure that you leave a five-star review and you drop us a follow if you can. Please make sure you can do that. Also, our Discord link is in the description below. In the comments on YouTube, please let us know what did you think about this uh, this film. Do you like it? Do you like the films of Sayuji Ray? We've got three other films that we're going to cover. We're covering the other two in the Apu trilogy, and then we're covering another film from him. So I'm really excited. And plus, on the Patreon side, we got a commentary that we're going to watch. And we also have a mini pod for you all. So we got a lot of Sayuji Ray coming to the channel this month. So make sure you're ready for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. But with that said, Brad, uh, we'll see them hopefully Thursday. The plan is if we can't do the review on Thursday on Patreon, we will be doing our, our, uh, our commentary early for you all. Since this month, we do take off starting like the 21st. So... And then we come back until like January 2nd or something like that. Mm. And um, yeah. So um, with that said, uh, Brad, let's go ahead and send them out of here. All right, Rome. Leaving host as always. Uh, thank you to anyone that joins us in future chats. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this review. Thank you to our listeners and Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, to end this episode, I don't know. Don't confess if you do steal a necklace from... Um, a little turd like that. So, young Yoda out. Take it I'm, to the grave. I know that grandma used to throw down in the kitchen room. Oh, you know it. Like she